as you know, Soap Sunday. Would anybody like to share a soap? Soap stands for, it's an acronym that means scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Uh, we like to keep them down to around six minutes or so. If you go over, I don't think anybody's going to uh, have a heartburn with that. But if you double your time, well, just remember, you have others who want to follow you. So be mindful. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Come on up, Jan. I'm going to leave this remote right there. And if you move, I'll take that with you. Take the fob with me. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I am actually doing two scriptures that are very, very close to each other. One's Matthew 16, 18, and 19, an amplified classic of all things. The other one is Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Um, been meditating and learning about Ecclesia, which is the body of Christ operating as a governing group of people in their area of influence and authority. You have personal area where you have influence and authority in your life with God's uh, delegated authority. And so I want to read these scriptures to you. This is Matthew 16, 18 through 19. And I tell you, you are Peter. Peter just um, said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus was saying back to him, I tell you, you are Peter, which is Petros, a small, uh, large piece of rock. And on this rock, a different rock, Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar. I will build my church. It's the confession and the belief that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I will build my church in the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Now, we need that encouragement in this season because if you listen to secular news, it doesn't sound like that. But this is what God says about our circumstances. Um, verse 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind or declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on the earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. So there's your guideline. What is going on in heaven? What is God saying that's not permitted? That's what we say on the earth. Whatever he says, yes, this is permitted, this is my will. That's what we loose on the earth. Same in Matthew 18. Matthew 18 is talking about getting along with your fellow believers. And if you're having a fuss, you need to go take care of that. At the end of that process, it says, Truly I'd say to you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on the earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on the earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. So there, those are almost identical scriptures. Verse 19 says, again, I tell you, this is having to do with loving each other. If two of you on earth agree, this is why I love Monday night <laughs> prayer meeting, harmonize together, make a symphony together, 
about whatever, anything, and everything they may ask. It will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. So we're hearing from heaven. This is what happens Monday night. We're hearing from heaven. What does he want? You know, what is his plan? What is he saying for today? Then we go and agree with him. We actually pray it back to him. And maybe a scripture he's bringing up. And maybe something that we hear in the spirit. And we turn around and pray it back to him. We say we agree with you and we agree with each other. And boy, we get a lot of answers to prayer because of that. For whatever two or three are gathered, wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers in my name or into my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that includes between us here right, right now. So my observation. Now, I have to tell you, I wanted to encourage you guys. I've been really encouraged about you guys in the last couple of weeks. I, we heard a testimony from Pat. Uh, James got to share last week. Cynthia sang with us. We've got a lot of things going on. Um, Kay was giving lots of encouragement last week. But there's a lot of things going on where you're stepping out and using your gifts and using what God's talking to you about to share with the, with the body of Christ. And I'm encouraged about that. To me, that's a sign of awakening. To me, that's a sign of the body of Christ getting really healthy. And I know if you're like me, you don't like to be up in front of people. This is kind of scary. But you know what? This is a place where we practice. This is family. This is where we encourage each other and help each other practice. So keep doing that, guys. <laughs> yeah, and you and I are part of God's worldwide ecclesia. We're part of that. If you're praying for anything in the world, anything in the nation, you're part, you're joining your voice with that ecclesia. We have a local ecclesia. You have um, governmental authority in your own family. We have governmental authority uh, in prayer over our church and in our city. And so you're a part of Ecclesia. So our purpose then is to know what God's will is, what his kingdom is saying, and we loose it in the earth with prayers and declarations and with actions and faith. Now, I listened to good uh, teaching by uh, Tim Sheets about if you have promises and the word of God says this, but what's going on? You're not having that manifest. What's going on? Well, you have to have your faith activated, and you have to take action that God gives you. He will give you something to do. You have to obey him. So you add to the promises and, and the word of God your faith combined with God's faith. Actually, he lives in you. So it's not your own faith that's necessarily activating this. It's his faith living in you, activating the promises and belief in what he's saying. And then he will tell you, this is what you do about that. <laughs> okay? So taking action. And, and we will start to see a lot of cool things happen because of that. What we know that is unlawful in God's kingdom we pray against that, and we agree with heaven, and we act, add our faith, and we do action, and it will prevent it in the earth by prayers, by declaration, by action. Um, so application. Here's what was <laughs> going on in my life. Some of you know that I decided 
number one, to move again, not necessarily out of town. It could happen, but I'm wanting to move to a house, um, probably two or three, uh, probably two bedrooms, because I need some room to do some stuff God's put on my heart. So that's in the works. I actually put my um, name on a waiting list with the housing authority, but maybe something else. Uh, God's got planned. And then the other thing is I'm, res I'm actually retiring from the school system. Some of you remembered, I think it was in the last year or so, God actually forgave my student loan out of the blue. I thought we would have five more years on it. He actually took care of it and closed it. So now I'm, for that, for that um, loan anyway, which is $170,000, thank you, Jesus, for taking care of that. <laughs> I'm free for that. I don't have to have to deal with that. So I don't have to stay in the school system for five more years, which I was planning. I was planning to go until I was 70. And I wasn't planning to retire. And about October, it just got dawned on me, you need to retire. I need you to retire from school system, not retire from life, because I've got plans for you. One of the one of the things is I am writing a book, but I'm going to be writing several books, it turns out. He's calling me a writer, and then I sat there this morning and looked around my room. I've got journals way back to 1976, so I've been practicing writing all these years. Now he's saying you are an author, so this is a new thing he's going to do for me. Uh, there's several other things he's got in mind, too. So... Um, what I'm, what I'm doing now is getting my life to line up with the new projects. And one of them is health. You know, my health has been crazy in the last eight years. Uh, this darn thing with pneumonia, that came out of the blue. And um, so I am actually stepping it up. I Thank God I have lived eight and a half years longer than oncologists said I should. God is really good. I had, um, it's kidney cancer, right? And they moved the little nodules, moved to the lungs. Those are growing, but we're, in the meantime, we've got new medicine. So I'm due for a CT this month. Uh, my oncologist is getting ready to retire. He says, before you do, before I go, I'm going to have you have a CT. We're going to look at the new medicine that's come out and see if that'll help you. And uh, so that's our problem. But what I'm believing for is they'll take that picture and there's nothing there. <laughs> okay. What I'm really, my goal is and my desire in my heart, because every morning I take a handful of pills. I mean, we've got lots of pills. And then I get an infusion every three weeks, you know. And, and the stuff I'm taking is pretty serious medicine. What I, what I love is every three weeks I get a blood test right, and I've been commanding my body because Jesus says, by my stripes you are healed. Every day in the shower I command my body to be healed. My spirit part of me is healed, but I'm commanding my soul and my body to line up with the Spirit of God. And I started doing that, and... You know, I'm taking a lot of stuff, and I do a blood test every three weeks. And this last blood test, I looked at that, and I said, how can that possibly be? Because every last thing on my blood test was right in the middle of the normal, except one thing. 
and I'm taking a lot of medicine, and there's a lot of stuff going on in my body, and I'm just saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. My blood is registering normal. So um, this kind of sounds arrogant, but I believe God is actually teaching me how to do that. I, I believe it's God's will for me to be 100% whole, God's will for you to be 100% whole. I see that in the word. I see that in his nature. He is a healer. I mean, how many times did he heal people in the Bible? And I ask the question, okay, what does it take to see that happen in my life? I'm not the one generating that. I have to stand in agreement with what he's doing. And he says, you exercise your faith and you take whatever actions I give to you. Well, I'm doing diet, <laughs> doing exercise. I'm trying to sleep right, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm standing in spite of what I see in the natural I'm standing with God's report, not the doctor's report. I know what the doctors say. My doctors are kind of supporting me and standing with the hope that I'm feeling in God and the faith I'm feeling of God. Thank God for that. But I'm standing and I command my body to come in alignment with the kingdom of God. You are healed in Jesus' name. I am free from cancer. I'm free from diabetes. I'm free from obesity. I'm free from spinal stenosis. I'm free from sleep apnea because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm saying that every day and then trying to take uh, action to stand with whatever God is telling me to do about it. So let's go ahead and pray. That's application. Let's go ahead and pray. We, we believe what God says in Scripture. We declare it, and then we do whatever he says to do with us. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I declare and decree. I declare and decree, Lord, because you are good. You have always been good because of your blood that you have shed at Calvary, because of the communion we took today that comes in agreement and helps us to remember how good you are. That you laid down your life, King Jesus, on our behalf for our salvation, for our healing, for um, our faith to be strong. You are the author and finisher of our faith, and we thank you for that. It's not dependent on us to generate the faith. You live inside of us. You have the faith. We just need to add our faith to yours. And you're going to do some amazing things because of that. I decree and declare that all of our saved spirits are combined with the power of your dear Holy Spirit. And we have become perfect because of that. Complete, accepted, and beloved. Healed, delivered, and restored. I ask that our soul and our bodies manifest the power and the authority of God's kingdom. And that we will continually become the manifest sons and daughters of God. For the awakening of the church, the ingathering of billions of souls, for the benefit of our church, our families, our community, and to just show how powerful, how wonderful, how um, beautiful your salvation is in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sister.
Would anyone else like to share soap? Oh, and while um, Sarah shares with us, I'd like to ask a member of our Grace Security team to uh, relieve Dave in the foyer. He has a soap he'd like to share. My scripture is Isaiah 11, 2 through 5, and I'm using the New Living Translation at the moment. It says, <clears throat> so I got the scripture, I'm reading a little, like, uh, Christmas plan. You know, you get these, you know, they offer these little Christmas plans. This is one of the scriptures in my Christmas plan that I'm reading for the month of December. And it says, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on. So this is talking about the lineage of David, okay? Which we are part of the lineage of David because we've been grafted into the family of Jesus Christ. So, um, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will not give justice to, he will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. <clears throat> so this is us, this is for us. Um, my observation is that the spirit of the Lord rests on us um, and all we have to do is ask, and we will receive wisdom and understanding. We will, we will receive the spirit of counsel and might. We will have the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And we will delight in obeying him because our perspective is on him. And we will not judge by appearance, nor make decisions based on hearsay or gossip. And... Uh, we will give justice to the poor and, and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word. It's not a capital H there. That's us. The earth will shake at the force of our word. Because God, his, his voice is powerful. And he has asked us to do the same. And so it says, one breath from our mouth will destroy the wicked and we will wear righteousness like a belt and the truth like an undergarment. I believe we live in a time where the scripture has to be who we are. There's literally no other way to live successfully in the family of Jesus Christ and in our culture that we currently live in if we cannot live out the scripture. And I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm, I just, this scripture just really stuck out to me, and um, I believe we can apply each of these things, each of these verses, and we can pray that over ourselves, and over our families, and um, I believe we're living in a time where God is giving us great expectancy in who he is, what he wants, and a greater expectancy 
in faith over our bodies, and that's, I really feel like that's why we're being really challenged right now physically. I know a lot of us are being challenged physically right now, and I believe uh, Satan doesn't want this promise for us, and I'm not playing his game. So, um, <clears throat> so I just feel like we're moving into a year of breakthrough in a lot of different areas, and we have to stand on this scripture, and many scriptures, but this is one of them. So that's my application, and so my prayer. Dear Lord, I just pray that you would really speak to us through the word um, like you never have before. Help us to be able to apply it in ways that we never have before. Help our perspective to just be so you. Let our every word that comes out of our mouth be drenched in your love and in your justice and in your power. I pray that you would bring to pass everything that you have for this next year and for this Christmas season. I pray that our hope and our love of you would shine through that that even though I would not consider our beliefs to be popular right now, I pray that who we are and who we represent screams louder. And Lord, that you, you would just shine your light and all with, everyone would see you and that you would just help us to, to live out our purpose, Lord, which we know is to bring people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Troy, and then we'll call up Dave. My scripture's out of uh, New American Standard Bible, Ecclesiastes. Thank you. Ecclesiastics 5, uh, verses 1 and 2. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and approach to listen rather than offer the sacrifice of fools. For they do not know what they are do- that they are doing evil. Do not, be quick ma- do not be quick with your mouth or impulsive in your thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. My observation on this is uh, we should approach God with a humility and be led by his spirit, not our own. And my application, uh, before going to God in prayer, I should silence the thoughts of my mind and flesh so that I can better hear God's commands, his guidance, and his strength. Doing so properly with humility will bring my will into God's will. And I should, shouldn't pray what I think God wants to hear and show my ignorance. But I should listen to what he says through his Holy Spirit that dwells in me and pray his will. In my walk through the, this short time on earth, I should listen to him and do his will and not foolishly follow my earthly thoughts and desires. Uh, my prayer for this is, God, my heavenly Father, I pray that I will be silent, 
before you and that I will always seek you and what you want for me. I pray that I will be a good and faithful servant in Christ Jesus' holy name. Amen. Mr. Dave, starting to see a theme. We do every, every month for as long as I've been here, it's 10 years now. Um, every time we have Soap Sunday, a theme begins to emerge. See if you can guess what it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, Soap Today, I titled this Situational Preparation and Awareness. And this is something God does in me. Um, and I would suspect that he doesn't in you, too. It's just getting to the point where, oh, I know what's next. <laughs> so um, this was written last Tuesday morning. I was reading my, uh, for me, my format. I was reading the daily scriptures. And this just uh, jumped off the page, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and it was highlighted to me. And in reality, it was preparation for a situation the following day. It's uh, 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26. And I'll be reading out of the Amplified. Uh, and the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, fighting and contending. Instead, he must be kindly to everyone and mild-tempered, preserving the bond of peace. He must be skilled and suitable he must be a skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing, and willing to suffer wrong. He must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness, in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, that they will perceive and recognize and become accurately acquainted with and acknowledge it, and that they may come to their senses and escape out of the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him, henceforth to do his God's will. So I, I wrote this, and, uh, you know, it spoke to me at the time, and I'm going, you know, one has to evaluate oneself. Observation. Are you a servant of the Lord? That's a question for each of us. How will you handle your situation? The Lord provides situational preparation. I knew that there was something to this, you know, and didn't know where we were headed. Application. I had, to, had time to ponder and prepare for something. I did not know what something was. Pre-perspective was being formed. And this is the uh, prayer I wrote based on these verses uh, on Tuesday. <clears throat> Lord, in these days of contention, let us not be contentious to those who do not have you for counsel. We cannot argue through their unbelief. Their defenses are deflecting truth. Their eyes are blinded to the truth of God. The devil shields them in incomprehension. Father, let us only speak the truth in love. Browbeating is not successful. 
Let us remain steadfast in our love for your truth, Lord. Let us endure with patience your truth spoken before them. Let us not become frustrated with their response, but see it as a writhing death struggle of the serpent. Our heel crushes evil to set captives free. We do not crush victims, but rejoice that they have heard your truth from us. We were once victims, lest we forget. Open eyes to see and hear the truth, Lord, to hear your truth, Lord. Lord Jesus, free us from what so quickly ensnares. Let us all come to our senses. Let us be clarion trumpets for you and ours. Let us endure the race to your victory. Jesus, um, let us do your will for the gospel message. Each person has their own path to you through the narrow gate. Let us open the gate for them with your love through us. Let us embrace you through them. Amen. And uh, the next day, there was a confrontation. And, uh, and in this, while it was going on, the Holy Spirit was just, you know, this is who's talking to you. And it wasn't the individual. Okay? And then he goes, forgive them. Which I did. And so, <clears throat> in doing that, we oftentimes talk about forgiveness. But when you do it in the immediacy of an event, there's no pus pocket that forms. Sorry for that graphic, but uh, there's nothing that builds, you know, as you think and uh, develop that uh, laceration. It's gone. It's done. They are shielded as you are. Amen. Thank you, David. Any other soaps? So we are, oh, 1027. We are rapidly approaching the end here, if not just a little bit over time. So I'll end with this soap, and then we'll have a benediction. Um, the praise and worship team be willing to sing a Christmas carol to close out the ceremony? Okay, or close out the service? That'd be fantastic. Okay. My scripture today comes from Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 11. It's a familiar scripture to those of us who, who um, study and exegesis the word of God. This will be coming out of the NIV, the New International Version. And I mentioned earlier about a theme that was developing uh, in th this morning's Soap Sunday, and I believe it is the, the uh, Word of God, the Word of Truth, thoughts. How, what does God think about you? What does God think about this world? What are His thoughts? And starting in verse... 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, 
so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The title of my soap this morning is What Are God's Thoughts? Kingdom living begins with kingdom thinking. All actions begin within the realm of the thought life. I remember the airwave gurus of the 1970s, 80s, and 90s whom promoted their motivational products. You'll remember some names like Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins. They tied all that they sold to PMA, or positive mental attitude. Even the secular understand the value of the thought life. As for me, the deepest parts of my mind must be protected from the assault of lies so pervasive in our society today so that it can freely reproduce positive action. Just imagine if the thoughts being reproduced and protected in my mind were God's thoughts. God's thoughts water my mind and bring forth fruit in the form of a transformed heart, which in turn determines the direction of my life. For out of the abundance of my heart flows the wellspring of life. God's word is the seed that will prosper in the thing for which it's, it is sown. God's word fulfills itself in my life. It is incorruptible. It will always cause life to be worth living if I just believe it and receive it. God's commands are associated with power. If you come here on Monday night, you'll see that power in action. Agreeing with God in prayer imbues power through the spoken word. Speaking God's logos in prayer becomes rhema to the believer. Abiding or to stand in place with expectation in truth is a requirement for discipleship with Christ. Truth breaks Satan's lies. Intimacy with the truth of God's word liberates the captive soul and the bonds of spiritual, emotional, and physical slavery. It renews the mind and transforms the heart. Peace, joy, love are the outward manifestation of that change. Goodness and mercy become self-evident and shall abide within me all the days of my life. It will involve bringing an open mind, an open heart, and a faithful life to the word of truth. So I blew right past observation and right past um, application right into prayer. God of love, take my heart and change it. Take what is rough in me and let it become gentle. Take my fear and let it become wonder. Take my anger and let it become sorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to invite the praise and worship team to come up and to lead us out in a Christmas carol. A prayer team, if you'd like to come forward and make yourselves available, that would be fantastic. If you have need of prayer this morning and you would like someone to pray with you and stand in agreement with you and invoke God's power in your life, please feel free to come up and meet with one of our, our uh, um, beloved here um, at the front at the altar. And I'd like to leave you with this benediction this morning. 
And this comes from 3 John 2, one of my favorite scriptures, probably my life scripture. Beloved, <clears throat> may you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Just remember the last part of that is conditioned, is a condition. So let your soul prosper in this season of prosperity and let Jesus Christ walk with you as you seek him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. this morning and I pray that you help us to ruminate on those all those soaps and that you would give us a week full of divine appointments and just moments where we can share your love with other people in Jesus name amen